Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. My guest this morning is having a repeat visit on our show. She is passionate about PR, media, marketing, and volunteering in the community. My guest is Alan Parker. Good morning, Alan. Good morning, David. Alan is the owner and founder of Parker PR and Parker Media. Alan is a recipient of the Lieutenant Governor's Queen Elizabeth II Platinum Jubilee Medal for Volunteerism, a Calgary Top 40 Under 40, and a recipient of the Mayor's Excellence Award. Prior to founding Parker PR, Alan worked in a boutique PR firm in New York. The first thing I would like you to elaborate a little bit, because um, as, as a user of PR, marketing, uh, the, the whole nine yard communication, what's the difference between PR and marketing for the end user? Excellent question. So public relations is more of a two-way dialogue with your audience. You um, communicate things, you create brand assets and key messages, and you disseminate it to broad audiences, and you ask for feedback often, and you get feedback. Um, you can target larger groups. Typically, it's also much of a long-term um, initiative with public relations, whereas marketing is extremely targeted, typically to be effective. And it's more of a, a monologue. You create the message, you post it, and it's out to the public. It's also typically you have a variety of different audiences and the message may be slightly different and created by you for your audience. So it's a one-way dialogue instead of a conversation more so. And how I also look at it is public relations is sort of an umbrella term. It is different communication initiatives to allow for essentially the people in the community to really be onboarded and align with a brand. So you end up, the best case scenarios with public relations is you get third party endorsement. You have other people in the community vouching for the brand that you're promoting through different communication strategies, one being marketing. Mm -hmm. So marketing, in my opinion, and I believe um, in relationship to public relations, falls under the public relations campaign. Under the public relations campaign, you have events, you have media relations, you have marketing, and then under the events, you also have a marketing strategy. Under media relations, you typically also have a marketing strategy as well. So how you're communicating very specifically to what audience, if that makes sense. So... If we compare PR, maybe not compare, but PR, you, you mentioned as a dialogue between us and the community. Let's, let's talk about my company. And full disclosure, we work with Parker PR. And, and so uh, it's a dialogue between us and the community. And marketing is more um, sending a message about our services. Is, and uh, product. Am I, am I correct here? Yes, exactly. Services and product for a very specific short-term goal, typically with a message that we create and send out. Whereas public relations is building long-term relationships, ideally for third-party endorsement. Okay. That would be the most positive outcome. And thank you for working with Parker Public Relations, <laughs> David. So um, the reason I asked you to come for a revisit is um, I want to talk about 
the small and mid-sized companies. Excellent. I know the big companies have big budgets and we can't compare ourselves to them, but we still, I think, and now I know, we need the PR, we need the marketing. Um, and I go back in history, when I was a GM and manager of a professional basketball uh, team back in Israel, the owner always told me, and he had one of the biggest or the biggest factory of granite, marble, the whole lot. Uh, he had between half a point to a full percentage of his gross budget for the company was just PR and marketing. I don't think it works for, like, if I if we, if we go this route for small and mid-sized companies, I don't know um, whether it will work. But before we go into the budget, if you work today with a small, mid-sized company like ours or others, what do you recommend is the first steps in whether it's first market your product or first get the PR, do it together? How, how does it, how, how, how do you take a new client small or mid-size, and work with them to promote them? The very first thing I would do is the research. So I always look at the RACE acronym, Research, Action, Communication, Evaluation. And so I would look at what they're currently doing, do a SWOT analysis, a PR SWOT analysis to really make sure they're saying the right things and they know what they want. We need to know what they want and what their goals are. And then from there, we can look at all the different ways we can communicate. And a big part of that right now, David, is partnerships and collaborations. So it's also very important to be mindful of what climate you're in, what neighborhoods or communities or province or country you're in. And that will be determined as well through that research part that we look at first. That's the first step. And then from there... Um, I would recommend a tailored plan based on some events. If you have a new product, we need to do a product launch like yesterday, kind of an idea. So we're doing potentially an event, we're doing media relations, and we're looking at your social media and your digital way that you're communicating as well. Because as we know, especially coming out of the pandemic, there's so many opportunities for every single business through that vehicle. So it's kind of a salami kind of stage with smaller and mid-sized companies because, you know, the budget is a big issue. And, and today's economy, right, with inflation and, and, and new interest rates that are higher than we, what we experienced for 14 years. Mm -hmm. uh, how do we kind of, how do I look at the budget going forward to 2024? What, what, what would you help work with me? Yeah, I would say we look at once we've identified your goals and once we have identified what you're trying to achieve, who we need to communicate with, we know media is our biggest influencer, so media relations for sure, and then develop a tailored plan because, you know, marketing budgets can be um, absolutely astronomical. Buying advertisements is extremely expensive. In magazines, you know, you're paying anywhere from four to $10,000 for one part of a page of an ad. So I feel like public relations strategic plan can be way more financially viable and include a number of different approaches to market your product and achieve your goals, possibly including an ad portion, but media relations can be far more effective because then you could get earned media and get all of that advertorial content for free. And also as a user, someone who reads the media, 
when you purchase advertisements, it's also not that third-party endorsement. You don't have someone promoting you um, because they want to. And so that adds a lot of a lot of value as well. And in addition to this, for example, I just had a client ask me about Wikipedia. They want to appear on Wikipedia. And they say, how do we get there? So that comes... That's an interesting idea. Yeah, I see you on Wikipedia, David Wallach. <laughs> so how we get there is through... Um, actually generating a lot of earned media because if you pay for ads, that doesn't translate as a component that would um, encourage and equal um, a Wikipedia mention. So it's the third-party endorsement that really truly is key and that is honestly goes back to what kind of a leader are you? What kind of people work for your organization? Is your product excellent? Then you'll get a good reputation. And then it's called good public relations and relationships. And that's when you have that long-term brand recognition, which is going to be very financially lucrative. So if we put Barclay Street Real Estate on Wikipedia, how can it help us? Like, what's the benefit that I'll see? Well, it's the ultimate third-party endorsement. And you can't just go and put Barclay Street on Wikipedia. You have to do things and have enough traction. I have traction. to qualify, right. Exactly. Um, enough third-party endorsement online to qualify. I see. Well, well maybe we should talk about it later. <laughs> We're going to make it happen. You are reputable. <laughs> My guest this morning is Ellen Parker, founder and CEO of Parker PR and Parker Media. We have to take a commercial break, and we want to thank Calgary Economic Development for being our sponsor for so many years and hopefully for years to go. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. We're back with our guest, Ellen Parker, founder and CEO of Parker PR uh, and Parker Media. One thing that we uh, everybody talks about is social media. And uh, you have now so many channels of social media that uh, for me, that I'm in real estate, I get confused. Where should I, where should I play with my company in promoting the company, promoting the services, promoting our brokers, promoting our property management and everything? Which one is the right one? Is it Facebook? Is it X? Or is it Instagram? Is it uh, LinkedIn or others, which I'm probably I'm not aware even that exist? Okay, excellent. Which one is it for the small and medium-sized companies that need to promote themselves? Definitely LinkedIn. And with X, also formerly known as Twitter, that is very much if you want to be weighing in on policy and news and um, information that is really quick. But with X, you need to be committed to posting daily and very frequently. With LinkedIn, it's almost working as a way business people email and communicate with each other now. It's also great because you can share everything on LinkedIn. Um, I would say that any brand that wants to have a lifestyle component to it which I believe your company um, has benefited from, is Instagram. 
I, it's a visual representation of your company. It's also a great way to represent the people behind your company. And we all know that no matter how big you are, relationships make a difference and they matter in all business sizes. Um, I was recently at the New York flagship Tiffany. It's a massive business. And even in that giant company, relationships have what made um, it is what it is today. And we spoke about that there. So I feel like Instagram and those channels that allow you to showcase the essence and the values and the pillars of your brand are effective. It's important to be mindful of how much time you're spending on these and um, ensuring that it's not being it's not too laborious, but it's something that is available. Even posting three times a week on Instagram can make a significant difference. Going back to X for a second, um, there's a lot of politics going on X, a lot of fake news, new news, uh, whatever you call it. Is it worthwhile for a company to be involved or is it a personal thing? I would say I would recommend that you keep politics aside when you are talking or speaking on behalf of your business. You need to ultimately think about what your goals are. As a business are you're trying to make money how are you making money and you want to ensure that your stakeholders feel aligned with you and want to continue working with you so if there's something contentious that may um, limit that opportunity then I would be very mindful of it and not do that so even if I'm mad I shouldn't say anything Absolutely not. You can write an email to yourself. <laughs> Or That's to a you. Good one. Or to me. Write <laughs> it to vent, me. Vent. Absolutely. Um, going back to uh, social media, you mentioned Instagram and, and, and LinkedIn. I want to focus on Instagram a little bit. Um, we had our event uh, two days ago or a few days ago. Um, and um, someone walked in and gave me a you know, nice, hello, how are you? Never seen this guy, person in my life. And then my office manager, Nikki, comes to me and, she, and I ask, who's that? It's not on the invite list. It's an influencer. Oh. So what, are, what is the role of influencers and how do we work with influencers to influence what my company is and what we do and what another small or mid-sized company does? Mm-hmm. So an influencer is someone who is an extrovert person that wants to be out showcasing lifestyle and showcasing different brands in the community that they believe are making an impact that they align with in some fashion I would say that with with a brand you may um, you may be working with an interior designer you may be working with a realtor you may be working with media people so these influencers have connections with different communities in Calgary and different people in Calgary and so they become sort of another window for your brand to be promoted through to new audiences um, typically with influencers some require a small fee to uh, support you and utilize um, your content on their channel it sounds like you had an influencer just show up pop by that's very exciting that they wanted to be a part of the event so I think there's I think it's a great it's a great thing when communities have these mindful people who come out of the goodness of their heart oftentimes on their own time they're not getting paid and just show what the community is doing and I and I think many of them are absolutely wonderful. Well, there was free booze and free food, so... 
and a free bite and glass of wine, <laughs> that's that's a nice thing. So, so should we approach them? They approach us. What's the relationship? How does it? How, how do you create those relationships? Yeah. So oftentimes we actually get influencers who reach out to us with their professional media kits, talking about what kind of brands they want to work with, what kind of brands they want to promote. Some of them charge, say, three hundred dollars for a post. Some of them like you just kind of alluded to, just want to come to the party and connect and grow their brand and don't have a fee associated with with it. So connecting with influencers can be, you can add it to your budget for, you know, marketing and PR, decide if you want to invite five to 20 influencers to an event, determine who the best ones would be by doing some research in advance and figuring out what the purpose would be, why it would be beneficial for you. And then you either pay them or you don't. Um, for example, last night we did a beautiful event with Brookfield Properties at Bankers Hall. They have just created 315 Artist in Residency Space for one year. Artists will come and work in the space, one artist for six months, the second for another six months. And we unve- unveiled this beautiful space and had a Q&A with the artist, and we invited influencers to come. And many came, and they took lots of photos of the space and the art. They videoed the influencer and myself having a Q&A and posted it to their audiences, which range from 1,000 to 20,000 followers. So it's a great way to gain some online traction and it can be very affordable. And if you're aligning with the right people who are reputable and don't have paid followers, which is a thing that we can determine for you, which we do, but to your general audience listening today, you want to make sure that you're not engaging with people who have fake followers. So basically, I grow my brand by them growing their brand using our events or our services. Absolutely. That's how it works. It becomes a mutually beneficial relationship. Going back to PR, that has to be a dialogue. Absolutely. I get it. Circling right back, <laughs> right? Um you know, uh, we can't uh, ignore today's economy and the cost of everything. And, and how does it impact? Uh, what do you see? How does it impact companies um, in their lower, like small to mid-size, mm-hmm. investing or spending on PR, communication, media, marketing? Yeah, it's. Uh, I think we're all very mindful these days of where we're spending our money. I know myself, I've pulled back with respect to what I support um, with my charity work that I do, I'm not dropping $10,000 on things, um, being just really mindful of, of even advertisements and et cetera. And I think that people, um, they think that they should pull back on that as well. And I, I believe that um, you can access really effective PR within a variety of different price points that fit budgets, and it can be really effective. It's kind of like, when things are tough, we don't want to go quiet. In fact, we want to just be more creative and we want to find new ways to showcase what we're doing and networking with people and meeting people and talking about what you're doing. Um, there's really affordable ways to do PR, even if you are just doing it yourself for your, for your brand, um, going online and connecting with people. Um, but you know, across the board, people are mindful of budgets and spending tons of money on ads might not be the right approach. You may want to invest in more of a tailored public relations approach. When economy is a little bit slow, I think that's the opportunity for the local guys to get a bigger market share. But we have to tell our story. 
when people are being more quiet, there's a huge opportunity to shine. This is when this is when we see the creative, innovative business leaders like yourself and like myself come with ideas and do really neat neat things and collaborate to do really cool things. Thank you. Alan, for being my guest today uh, and discussing uh, PR for, for us. Well, thank you for having me, David. I always love chatting with you. <laughs> my guest this morning was Alan Parker, founder and CEO of Parker PR and Parker Media. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. 